Welcome, everybody, to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the upcoming changes, specifically the buffs that are coming to weapons and perks alike in Destiny 2 coming in Season 14, which is just about two weeks around. Maybe maybe a week at this recording? Yeah, a week away. Um, also, we have information about Vault of Glass returning in Season 14 as well. And then Venge and I are going to talk on ps5 and why we think it's the greatest fucking game ever made there's no question about it period end of discussion it's over this is now a returnal <laughs> podcast i am outrider and i'm joined by vengeant bacon how you how you boys doing today huh well i very much echo your feelings about returnal it's very good yeah it's a good time bacon's awful quiet oh my bad i'm, I'm just rubbing trains <laughs> Robbing, oh, that's right. You're playing. You're playing Red Dead also while you're yeah. doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, though before we get started, I want to say that we we did um, get together yesterday and ran a bunch of Grandmasters, and that was yes. actually some good times. I thought we had we had a lot of fun. Regardless, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad Bacon came in clutch for your proving grounds completion after I got booted to orbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking um, bull crap. But that that that's that's fantastic. I'm glad you got it, and I think all three of us now have the Conqueror title because of Almost. it. Almost, almost, yeah. You need you. That's I right. You need it. your arc arc clear, yeah. but that's going to be easy. <clears throat> That'll be a arms dealer, and we'll just like you know, put on. Blow if you got it. the if you got the the uh, curus the Starfall curus for the oh yeah the that's missile so yeah just please missile titan. I'll I'll stasis him, and you two would just smash into him, kill him in one hit. So it's just it'd be great. It'll be great. No problem. We'll get it done. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. I think we should talk about Vault of Glass first. Let's talk about because it. Because we now know when it's going live. Vault of Glass will officially go live on May 22nd at 10 a.m. Pacific. So that is 1 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, mind you. And May 22nd is a Saturday. So there mm-hmm. we go. A wish has been granted. Saturday raid races are happening now in this game. And it looks like it's only about, what, two weeks out? Uh, good news for... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it's really close. But hey, mm-hmm. good news for anybody that actually wants to compete. If you've been actively playing Season of the Chosen, like we have on and off, enjoying Presage, stuff like that, I can almost guarantee you're really, really close to 1300 power right now at the end of the season some of us are at 1310 because we're pinnacle weenies and we went for it <laughs> and it just happened uh, mostly because that was the only way we could do grandmaster nightfall so we had to get up that way but mm. for vault of glass good news with contest mode on you need to be at 1300 power to be at the cap for all the encounters mm-hmm Good news. That means there's not a whole lot of grinding. The majority, I think, of people that are going to be doing this day one raid race have to put in for it. That's excellent. That's very good news because a downer for us was burning through Beyond Light to get to raid level for the Deep Stone Crypt day one. Mm -hmm. And I kind of regret that. And it went pretty well from what I remember. Did you hit your head? (laughs) <laughs> you fall on your head. I, don't, I don't know about you guys but in the second encounter we were having a lot of fun 
We were having well, a lot of fun. Well, well, uh, eight, hours on, eight hours on 8-Tracks 1. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That I, was a lot of fun, dude. We were well, laughing. We were joking. I, I don't know what happened. Come on. That is calamitous. Oh, yeah, God. It's, it's, that is calamitous. <laughs> I, I, I think Bacon was like practicing autoerotic asphyxiation or something during that encounter just to make the pain go away. Because I was I don't choking remember myself that with a, with a turtleneck. So. I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, there it is. He blacked out. That's what it is. All right. But yeah, 1300 power is the cap for all the encounters. So it's fantastic. Minimal grinding. If you're not at 1300, the start of the new season, you're going to find enough. <laughs> stuff to push up because the new uh i think hard cap it was going to be 1310 and the pinnacle cap is going to be 1320 mm-hmm. so 1300 is under the hard cap you should be able to do this just with like a week or so of powerful drops and maybe some pinnacles from doing like deep stone and presage if it's still around i think it will be you know you'll be able to do it mm-hmm. more people more vault of glass time uh, clearing Vault of Glass with the contest mode active is only the first step, though, for the world's the second world's first race for Vault of Glass. Yeah. Because when you complete it, you access a new challenge mode in the director called Tempo's Edge. And you have to then go back into the Vault of Glass and rerun it with this new uh, node active. And you have to complete every triumph in there. And the first team that completes this raid twice, one time with all those triumphs completed, will actually be the new world's first for Vault of Glass in D2. Yep. Tempo's Edge is a curated list of triumphs in a newly unlocked challenge mode. And that's how they claim their prize. To enforce the triumph requirements in the challenge mode, your team will wipe if you fail the success conditions during each encounter. So if at any point the words challenge failed popped up during that tempo's edge shenanigans, you're you're you've wiped. Your team's gonna die. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the challenge perfectly. Yeah. Each time. I'm wondering if these are the same challenges <clears throat> that are just gonna be the ones for any raid title. You know, sure. They eventually go live like about what, like two weeks after the raid has been out, so people can get used to the raid. Then the challenges start cycling one a week. Uh, if that's the case, there's going to be like a lot of guides out there immediately saying what they are. But it would be really interesting to see if these Tempo's Edge triumphs just for the raid race are just for the raid race. They're not for the actual title. Now, I'm not talking the world's first title i'm talking about any raid title that might go with it with a seal mm-hmm. and uh, i wonder how they're going to yes. be different if they're going to be different from what we had in d1 you know that's another thing because <clears throat> you're right in an age of triumph at the end of destiny one's life cycle uh, there was hard modes for all the raids and they had their own like challenges too mm-hmm. and i remember vault of glass's hard mode was like the hardest of the raids when I it, remember beating that. It was like the greatest freaking feeling. I didn't do Vault of Glass and the Age of Triumph. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't have uh-huh. the mindset to do it. I ran it so much in, in earlier in the lifespan of D1. I was just like, I don't want to go back to the Vault of Glass. Besides, I also only wanted the uh, armor from Crota's Edge, uh, Crota's End. 
because I thought that looked better with like all the glow and stuff that, you know, the more pieces you put on all of a sudden it would start like these glowing like spikes and stuff would start coming out of the armor. It just looked cool. It was, it was really good. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, uh, the, 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 the title belt is going to be a little different this time. We've seen the world's first title belts before with the, you know, the raid death logo in the middle and I'll say like the name of the raid and stuff. And it's typically gold. This one's a little different. This one's actually going to be silver because there's already been a world's first raid race mm-hmm. for Vault of Glass. It happened way back in 2014. Mm-hmm. That's how long this game's been around. Just to put it in context. What's Too damn neat? Long. Yeah, what's neat <laughs> is it still says world's first, Vault of Glass. It'll have your name on it. But on the little outside of it, on the, I mean, you're looking flat at it uh, on the left side. It'll say 2014, and then the name of the clan that did it in 2014. And on the other side, it'll be 2021, and the clan name that you were part of, if you're the first part of the world's first team that does it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. So it's kind of like, you know, start and finish, you know, kind of tying it all together. Uh, challenge mode and tempo's edge triumph will only be available during the first 24 hours and then it'll disappear. I am curious uh, for anybody that's running this, but is not really interested in the world's first aspect of it, but they just want like a, if there's a, um, a day one emblem, like there typically mm-hmm. is, do you have to do it both times to get the day one emblem or can you just do one clear? and not do the other section with the extra challenges all thrown in. Because contest mode's on for all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I kind of hope that there's an emblem for just finishing it under contest mode, and then there's another emblem for finishing it, like with the challenges and all that. Maybe finishing it with the challenges uh, unlocks the raid exotic instantaneously so you don't have RNG. Oh, God. The well, for the first the team, class. for the first team, anyways. You know, I don't know how they're going to do this <clears throat> because uh, they're going to say there. Th- there's a little bit more information coming closer to the launch of this. So the closer mm-hmm. we get to May 22nd, the more info they're going to be giving us about what to expect and the types of rewards that are coming mm-hmm. out of this. Uh, the one thing I I don't see anywhere in here and I'm hoping I don't see it, is whether or not there's going to be any kind of a story link to why we're returning to the Vault of Glass. Yeah. Since this is kind of a major thing. I saw a video with Paul Tassi. He's basically saying that Bungie's all but confirmed that there's not going to be. It's just the, It just exists. Mm-hmm. Since it's its own instance, there's no patrol area in Venus. You're just going there. I'm sitting there going... They've been talking about Vault of Glass returning now. This has been almost a year since they said Vogue was returning. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm shocked if there isn't anything that says, hey, this is why we have to go back. Because if we did, if there's no story element and the power requirement is 1300, why didn't they just do this their first weekend of the new season? So it's yeah. just in their simulation like trials then? It's, it's just no sense. Well, the, think about it. it even the some of the um, strikes that returned in the Cosmodrome, Fallen Saber De- and Devil's Lairs, th- those are the old versions. There's no nothing new to tie them in. 
only mm-hmm. the remade Omnigol strike uh, for because uh, that was part of the um, the Shahan New Light campaign. It was complete uh-huh. that strike, so they redid it a little bit and added new dialogue and stuff and tied it in. The other ones haven't been tied in at all, but we're in a weird way. We're kind of used to that because there's still strikes in this game, especially on Nessus where Cade Six is talking. Yeah, yeah. I I would just hope that with how special Vault of Glass is, there would be just a little bit more mm-hmm. than just oh hey it's here. But regardless. <laughs> I do want to still play it, you know? Yeah. Not on day one. I'm not interested in that shit. You guys are on your own for that one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm after deep stone. I don't want to put myself through that again. I think the main reason I'm interested in it is just because I know how vault of glass works. I'm sure there's going to be things that are different, but not going in 100% blind is. Oh yeah. Okay. I know that, that, that immediately puts in, Oh hey, you know, you have a, a better chance for success to get through it at least once. Mm-hmm. But my question then becomes, are they gonna stick all the rewards behind you have to complete it with Tempo's Edge? It's possible. It's possible. And there's the blind part. <clears throat> yeah. Because you don't know. But there's also allegedly some changes coming to it. I won't be shocked if there's gonna be champion level vex in it. Mm-hmm. during the raid now moving forward so we're probably going to see like overload minotaurs running around and barrier uh hobgoblin snipers and unstoppable uh wyverns and all that yep, stuff. Yep. that's that's what i'm thinking <laughs> i actually think unstoppable wyverns are a thing coming and that that terrifies me on a level that i'm not exactly sure i want to admit to but <laughs> yeah I mean, if they put it in a white dress with a little white hat on it, it'd be great for you. You just wait for it to land on you after it's just dropped <laughs> up in the air. Oh, what's oh, that dangling coming down? We go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I actually had to tell another team also that I'm not interested, which is strange. Mm-hmm. I got a, a DM from Pop Tarts in, in Space Canada, and he's just like, yeah, we got to work on. Getting together that uh, world's first vo- that, uh, day one vlog team. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, uh-uh. no, I, I, that's the second time I'm saying no. I'm not doing day one raid race again. I will do on Sunday. Anybody wants to run that raid after contest mode goes down, put me in. I'm <laughs> ready to go. I don't care about an emblem, I don't care about any kind of prestige. I hate contest modes and raids which is really ironic because grandmaster nightfalls are basically contest modes for nightfall strikes Mm -hmm. and i will do those because they're strikes and we're very familiar with how the strikes are yeah raid on day one no thank you that's why i want to do it because it's like we're doing gms and we're kind of easing through them so and we already know vog well you got two weeks to try to convince me but i i i'm gonna be a hard <laughs> a hard sell on the idea of wasting my time and potentially 25 fucking hours trying to get it done so 
25 hours of the best time you can ever have in uh, Destiny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with that. Um, <laughs> I, I, re- I really don't. I can think of other things that I would like to do for 25 straight hours, like sleep, that would be much more appealing than just nonstop <laughs> pain. It's just, it just, it's not for me, weirdly. I like rating. I don't like that. You know, I'm looking forward to doing the actual Vault of Glass and getting the raid challenges done. If there are any, I don't know if there's going to be a raid seal for it or not. I'm just assuming there are, there is because, you know, they're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that and a potential title involved yeah. in it. Yeah. If they keep it similar to uh, Deepstone Crypt, it will be, I will miss one weapon or one piece of gear. And it'll take me like 8,000 different clears till I finally get it. And I break down in tears on a stream when I finally do <laughs> complete it and get over with. Yeah. You know? So we'll have fun with that. Now let's, uh, let's move on to like weapons and stuff here. This more specifically, they started talking about like heavy weapons and okay. they include, you know, what their roles are and what they think their balance philosophy is. And I'm going to skip that because that's not anything I really want to talk about right now. But I want to talk about like the actual weapons, what they're doing to the weapons, and how the perks are also going to change on weapons because those are two big areas here of change coming in the next season. Mm -hmm. So the first thing they want to mention is there's a small note on damage fallout, the fall-off distances. Uh, they say when we call out changes to damage fall off distance, we always do so according to the weapons base damage fall off, i.e., hip fire. So, not aim down sights, hip fire is the base damage fall off. Damage fall off distances increase differently based on the weapon zoom. So, for example, fusion rifle distance changes described below, or hand cannon distance changes called out previously will be higher when zoomed. Okay, that's fine. Now, check this out. Weapon archetypes. Precision, 450 RPM auto rifles. They're getting an increased damage per bullet from 17 to 18. That's cool. I think that's now made stuff like our shadow prices, especially the adept ones, more viable. Mm -hmm. At least in PvE. Yeah. On some activities. Because now that's a higher time to kill. Mm-hmm. It's good. That's good. That's a good change. As I said here, rare weapons. We added a rare machine gun and bow to the world loot pool recently. Yeah, there is a blue one for each. Yep. Uh, but we didn't have any obtainable linear fusion rifles or breech grenade launchers and wanted to make sure these archetypes were also easily accessible. They added existing but unattainable rare linear fusion rifle and breach grenade launchers to the world loot pool. So now more linear fusions and breach grenades, those are single-shot grenade launchers, are going back into the world loot pool. It's going to be so freaking great when I kill a dreg and all of a sudden I pick up a blue engram and it's the blue mountaintop and people are going to shit themselves. It's going to be <laughs> wonderful. We're all ready. Okay. Oh my god, blue with micro missile. Oh my god, it just it just got to me. I was like, oh my god. That's what I'm I'm never gonna let that go. I'm never gonna let that go. I'm never gonna let that go. That gun was so much fun. 
to use. And I know its time was up. But the amount of complaints about it, I found ridiculous. I found ridiculous. I really did. They nerfed uh, spike grenades, which did adjust the mountaintop. But the mountaintop had an enormous blast radius. And we talked about that on a much earlier show mm-hmm. that we did. Because I said the mountaintop blast radius was like bigger than a freaking Nova bomb before they nuked that. Like the very yeah. last changes they did to mountaintop just like neutered it. But it was still effective. And that was the craziest part of it all. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. Linear fusion rifles. This is the next one in here. (laughs) This is a great line. These are an unpopular choice in PvE. No kidding. Big facts. (laughs) Big facts. Big facts. There's reasons for that. And they go on to say, largely because other weapons do their intended job, single target sustained damage better and more efficiently without the requirement of landing all precision hits. Yeah, that's the thing with linear fusions. It's basically a energy sniper rifle with the charge-up time. Mm-hmm. We want to keep the LFR's focus on precision damage, but decided to increase the precision damage to make them more competitive and increase reserves to give them more staying power. Note that we have seen plenty of suggestions to move some or all LFR's out of the heavy slot, but this is a substantial amount of work and a balanced risk for PvP due to the difficulty of balancing sniper rifles as instant shot weapons against LFRs with charge time, with wildly varying flinch name assistance values and reduces and reduces weapon diversity in the heavy slot. It is still a possibility for some time in the future, though, if tuning them as heavy weapons doesn't have the desired effect. So, increased precision damage on linear fusion rifles is increased by 15%, and the ammo reserve has increased by 20% moving forward. What do you think? That's all start. I heard was sleepers <clears throat> coming back. Yes. That's all I heard. That's pretty much all I'm going to be seeing. How come you're not yeah. using sleeper? But okay. it, you, know what's also <laughs> li- you, know what, you know what also is a linear fusion rifle? Queen Breaker. I forget yeah, about yeah. that gun. Yeah. <laughs> And that one looks like a sniper rifle, too. In yeah. fact, it has the zoom of a sniper rifle, but it's a linear fusion rifle. But you're right. Is Arbalist in the talk also, or that's something else? Arbalist is a linear fusion rifle. Mm-hmm. But they also nerfed the chip damage on that prior uh, during this season, as well as the aim assist values. Mm-hmm. So it's not as lethal, but it's still going to do damage. Yeah, but I actually am happy because now I have used to like bring out like I think I have like tarantulas with like all sorts of nice little perks on them. Mm-hmm. I still have a crooked fang with like a you know box breathing and I think like dragonfly on it that I occasionally pull into like crucible just to try to shoot people with. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. I was about to say that I got a couple of them in the vault. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been holding on to some of them. And, and the, the recent one that's available now, uh, this season, the Threaded Needle, if I remember correctly, that thing rolls with Vorpal. Mm-hmm. I think I have a roll that has um, Field Something and, and Vorpal on it. It, it. Basically, if you're kneeling down, you reload faster, you can swap weapons to it faster, but also it increases your magazine size. 
field mm-hmm. prep. That's what it's called. Field prep and verbal. So, okay, bosses and stuff, get ready to eat it. I'm now going to do more damage and I have more ammo reserves on top of that. Hell yeah. I'll happily use that more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, sleeper coming back, especially because I think some of us have the uh, sleeper catalyst, if not all of us. Mm-hmm. And maybe get completed it. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if you if you haven't completed that catalyst, if you do have that catalyst and you haven't completed it for sleeper simulant, start doing it. It's much easier now than it was during the war mind season when it Radiated originally came out. Yeah. Oh god, that the thing was so bad that quest to get it done. Yeah, it wasn't. Now it's just like kill a bunch of things and that's it. Yeah, was it like five hundred kills now? Something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. But it's so easy to do, and you'll get it done quicker. And if you manage to get multi kills, they do count. If you if 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 anybody is looking for multi kills, shatter throne in the infinite thrall room. Yeah. Easy as pie. Yep. <laughs> Especially because you can bounce the sleeper shot off the ground, split it mm-hmm. five ways, and kill even more things. Yeah, it, it's it's effective. But with that catalyst, which increases the, I think the charge time makes it faster. Mm-hmm. Now with more damage and more ammo, provided that the sleeper actually gets this benefits because we've also seen Bungie will tune exotic weapons differently. Mm-hmm. that are in the same type of... Just for hypotheticals here, since we're only about a week out before we see the final patch notes. If Sleeper gets this, it's going to be back in the argument for boss DPS and raids. Mm-hmm. It's. I am actually happy to see it come back. In fact, taking Sleeper into Vault of Glass is going to be awesome. Yes. Talk about old, old fields right there. A bunch yeah. of people took that one. Just don't stand <laughs> Yeah, don't stand in the bubble. <laughs> don't stand in the bubble. You can stand behind the, uh, you know, the aegis of light, you know, that's the shielding you from uh, Atheon that you're shooting at him with. Oh, by the way, uh, don't shoot rockets at him, even tracking rockets. Because he dances sh- all over the place. We're trying to win. You're not going <laughs> to win world first. Get out, get out of here. You're, yeah, there's, there's maybe like you know 10 teams across the globe, maybe 15 they're going to be able to pull that off immediately. Um, I'll be shocked if Redeem doesn't get this entire thing done in under an hour and 45 minutes. I'm talking both things. The actual first completion and then the other one with the Tempo's Edge. It's going to be wild. The world's first race is going to be over very, very quickly, I think, for this one. Oh, probably. Yeah. But, you know, it's to be expected as a returning raid. But I digress. Fusion rifles. The recent buff to fusion rifle ranges had the side effect of making the best subfamily for PvP high impact even better. So we've decided to bring low-range stat fusion rifles up a fair bit. Increased damage fall-off start distance for fusion rifles. No effect on 100% range stat plus two meters on zero range stat. So uh, more fusion rifles are going to have a slightly higher uh, damage fall off when hip firing. Mm-hmm. No damage increase for fusion, regular fusions, but 
you know, they they could do a fair chunk of damage when they hit you. Typically one shot somebody, very much like a you know good shotgun. No, that's not a bad change. I'm wondering in the future if we're actually going to see fusions getting an actual damage buff, though. Even slight one, like a 5% or 10% buff. For PvE? Yeah, for PvE. Because I would like to use them more in PvE. I just don't think they do enough damage. The only one I was using is the one from the Vanguard. I forget what it's called. Lower the question? Yeah. Because <clears throat> uh, I can't remember the perk. Dragonfly, but for fusions? Oh, uh, it was like overflow something. Yeah, it, 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 but that's the perk that there was in the one twab of like a week or two ago. There's they were telling us, Shh, don't ask, don't tell, you know, because they mentioned that perk specifically from Loaded Question for burst. Yeah, and I'm yes, looking. Yes. For, I'm looking for uh, what what is going to be rolling with that next season. <clears throat> I feel it's going to be Praetorian foil out of the ring. Mm-hmm. It will watch, <laughs> and it's going to make it. It's going to make it like the the absolute hardest, hardest thing to get. I think out of the raid again. I never got the Praetorian foil when I did Vault of Glass originally. That's like one of the few things I never got. That's the only thing I never got from the OG. Vault of Glass was uh, Fatebringer. I didn't get the Fatebringer until they made it an adept and exotic. And so I you never, you never saw it in its glory days before uh, Taken King I, came out. I sure didn't. <laughs> it was and... something else. I, I will tell you that it was something else. When you could shoot one thing in the head, it dies like it's just a regular ad. It dies, and the explosion that it causes sets off a chain reaction of just blowing everything up around it. Yeah, that is the I, original chain reaction. That was so beautiful. <laughs> Firefly was such a great perk. It really <clears throat> was. Speaking of perks, there are big changes coming to multiple perks here. Let's see what we got. Oh yeah, I got quite a bit. And a little bit of talk about mods and exotics too. So perks. First off, subsistence as a perk. That's the one where as you're getting kills, it takes a little bit from your reserves and throws like a couple bullets back into the magazine so you can keep firing. Uh-huh. It has uh, some interesting qualities to it. Depending on the weapon that it rolls with, it can actually be a lot of fun or just blow through all your ammo so quickly it's just not funny. What Bungie says, when we made this perk, we were experimenting with unusual downsides to powerful perks, but ultimately decided that reducing reserves wasn't an interesting trade-off. We also wanted to be able to put the perk on special and heavy weapons. Think about that for a moment. Can you imagine subsistence on a heavy grenade launcher? No. <laughs> I don't imagine that shit at all. <laughs> my 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 FU forty five rolled with subsistence and micro missile on it. I'm going to keep this for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, anyways, it said you know putting on special and heavy weapons for reducing reserves would feel terrible. Yeah, 
Submachine guns were granted a much smaller magazine fraction than auto rifles, so we fixed that at the same time. So, subsistence no longer reduces reserve ammunition, and also, submachine guns will now re receive the same ammo fraction per takedown that auto, rifle, auto rifles do. They originally oh. only got 10%. Like most weapons, now they're getting 17%, same as auto rifles. Dope. So, yeah. Dope. That's cool. Subsistence with Rampage or um, Swashbuckler on a submachine gun is going to chew through every ad out there. And then you're going to be stacking up such a bonus, you'll be able to take out majors. Mm -hmm. It's going to be gorgeous. I can't wait. I actually have one of the uh, submachine guns from Season of the Hunt. Mm hmm that rolled with like subsistence and I think rampage. And I've been waiting for this. And I think it has extended mag on it too. So I'm going to be very happy. I'm pulling that out of the vault immediately when season 14 goes live. I got to try that out again. It's just going to be nice for that perk to be more viable with all weapons. Yeah. That it can roll mm -hmm. on. Because for a while there, subsistence felt like it was only viable on the gnawing hunger. Mm-hmm. Because you can get a gnawing hunger with a gigantic magazine to it, and that worked great. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my go-to weapons when I was farming the Altars of Sorrow on the moon to wipe out every single ad rushing at you. Just nonstop bullet hose. It was fantastic. Oh, he had the overflow roll. Overflow was good, too. Mm-hmm. Overflow is very good, but you had to pick up a, what was it, heavy and special. But that would fall like, you know, candy in an event like, you know, Shattered Throne in the Thrall Room or uh, Altars of Sorrow or things like that. Even uh, the uh, Dreaming Cities timed event was at the Blind Well. That would be a good place for it, too. Mm -hmm. All right. High impact reserves and the under pressure perks. Due to a technical, due to technical, I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that right. Keeping that in. Keeping that in. I know that. Not editing that shit out. That's right. Due to technical constraints at the time these were created, the trigger condition for these is on projectile impact, i.e., the bonus won't take effect until you fire the weapon once. But we have more flexibility in perk activators now. So the change is that these are now active as long as the conditions are met, meaning you don't have to fire it first. So under pressure is going to take effect when you're meeting the condition without shooting the weapon first. Same with high impact reserves. Mm -hmm. So that means they go live faster. Cool. That could be a matter of life and death, especially high impact reserves in the crucible. Yeah. Hell yeah. Unrelenting. Oh, boy. This was hard to trigger in difficult content, and the health re awarded was hard to perceive. Uh, the, the change is it's now it, easier to trigger in PvE with immediate trigger on majors and heals 20% more. That's the one where you kill a bunch of enemies and you start regenerating some health back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Unrelenting. 
it's going to start looking better on PVE weapons, especially if you're looking for survivability, even mm -hmm. on higher end content. I don't know about Grandmaster Nightfalls because that is some of the hardest PVE content in the game right now. Mm -hmm. But definitely raids. There's plenty of ads in raids that oh, yeah. keep you alive, especially when you're doing like the challenges. Yeah, I can see it. Sympathetic Arsenal. That's the one where it's like uh, it reloads your other weapons, I think, mm -hmm. that aren't equipped at the time. Uh, it says, it isn't appealing enough for many players as it is. Yeah. But it is, a use, it is useful in niche situations, so we decided on a small buff to sweeten it a little. Sympathetic Arsenal now grants a plus 20 reload in addition to its primary effect. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Hey, weren't we talking about Dragonfly earlier? Yes. Yeah. It was always bugged. It always bugged us that Dragonfly wouldn't proc on every enemy you could finish with a precision hit. Dragonfly oh, now God, works no. on heavy Dragonfly now works on heavy <laughs> shanks and servitors and occurs even faster than it did after Season of the Chosen's fix. Well, big fan. <laughs> My Xbox, my old Xbox, and my old PS4 are gonna break down. What the, <laughs> the explosions going off? <laughs> All you guys hear? It's off. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I would love to see that perk that came on the oxygen um, scout rifle was Magnamera, mm -hmm. which precision hits built up helped make the uh, dragonfly effect even stronger. When it finally detonated, I would love to see that come back and with these changes to Dragonfly. Would it be pretty cool? Oh, yeah. Okay, now this is one that might drive some people crazy hip fire grip. Bungie says we're being careful not to overbuff this since hip fire is too effective. Uh, since when hip fire is too effective, it changes the game significantly. So we're just bumping this a bit more over the season of arrivals buff to make it more of a useful option. Hip fire grips now going to have plus one degrees precision hip fire angle threshold and plus 1.2 times reticle stickiness fall off distance. Okay. So it's a little bit easier to like actually land your shots. Not by much, just a smidge. Mm -hmm. They also say that one degree doesn't seem like that much, but for reference, hand cannon aim assistance cone angle is 2.5 degrees at zero aim assistance to three degrees at 100%. And you can feel the difference between a 90% a 90 aim assistance hand cannon and 100% and 100 aim assistance hand cannon, the 0 0.05 degree increase. So a small difference can be significant. Note that precision hip fire angle caps at the aim down sights, aim assist cone angle. That's a whole lot of stuff that says that it's going to be easier to hip fire with. Mm -hmm. And people were, I think they're doing that so they can, you see more people bring the last word back because everybody's using dead man's tail right now. Hip firing. Yeah, it's the best. That the freaking thing is, is insane. That's insane. That's going to get nerfed. It's going to get worked down in the future. It's just way too effective, especially on mouse and keyboard. You, you never have to look down sights. You take that back. Mm. Oh, I said on mouse and keyboard. <laughs> mouse and keyboard. 
you because of the precision aiming with a mouse, you don't have to ever mess with Dead Man's Tail. And if mm-hmm. you have the catalyst, whoever you're challenging is dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're That's gonna true. kill them. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's 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 hysterical but it's also interfering with like sniper rifles and stuff like that so you know they're going to work that out mm-hmm. now this made me laugh in the most awesome of ways these are three of the perks that came from the iron banner so we're dealing with iron grip iron gaze and iron reach mm-hmm. they said we are cautious when making stat bump perks in the season of arrivals not wanting to break weapon stat ranges at too low a cost, but the penalties these shipped with were too much now that we've seen them in the wild. So the penalties that were put on all these things, like for Iron Grip, I'm going to mention that specifically because that gives you like this huge buff to stability at the cost of your reload speed. All these uh, reductions were minus 40 to that particular stat. They're now changing it from minus 40 to minus 30. Okay. All right. So I have a dad rifle. (laughs) Uh, It's the time worn spire, the iron banner pulse rifle. Uh Oh, what a beauty. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Bring that up right now. So you can hear why I cackled like a devil when (laughs) I heard about this. My masterwork on it is a stability masterwork. Okay. I have iron grip. Mm -hmm. I have under pressure, which as a trait improved stability and accuracy as the magazine gets lower. Mm -hmm. I have alloy magazine, faster reloads when the magazine's empty. This is also a rapid fire frame pulse rifle which intrinsic perk is deeper ammo reserves, slightly faster reload when the magazine's empty. Yes, alloy magazine and rapid fire frame do stack with each other. Mm -hmm. And now you're giving me more reload speed back. You guys have seen me use this pulse in Grandmaster Nightfalls. Yep, just yesterday. You you (laughs) saw how fast that thing shoots, and I'm hitting headshots constantly with it because the stability is almost 100%. Mm Mm-hmm. I cackled when I saw I'm going to get faster reload speeds. <laughs> None but god level dads running around. Oh, it's it's total dad <laughs> rifle. Total dad <laughs> rifle. And in fact, I'm in fact um, a content creator that I do like and I'm kind of pals with on socials and whatnot. Gentleman named Crit Buff. Uh, you can actually check out his stuff at YouTube.com/slash Crit Buff. He does weapon reviews, so you don't have to. And he calls the Time War Inspire the dad rifle. And he has a wonderful review up about it, and I agree with him. And I looked at my stats on it and what he was talking about with his preferences, and I'm going, this is awesome. I I basically have what would be considered a god roll Mm -hmm. for this particular weapon. I've used it in PvE. I've used it in PvP. It's Iron Banner only, so there's a chance it might drop. Yeah, in the Iron Banner pool. I got very, very lucky, but I think any boost or any reduction to the penalties incurred on grip, uh, gaze, and reach Mm -hmm. is a good thing because some of those weapons, it's like, I I would like to have the bonus, but the detriment is so bad that I I just trashed the weapon. Yep. You know, so this is good. This is a good change, and I think we will see more people starting to 
you know, oh, get excited when they see one of the Iron Panther perks on a weapon instead of going, oh, God, it just fucked this st- other stat that I actually want. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's good times. Uh, let's see what else. Osmosis and Elemental Capacitor. They say, we don't have time to address these when Stasis came into being but we always wanted them to work correctly when playing as Stasis subclass. Osmosis now switches the weapon to Stasis damage when playing a Stasis subclass. This should work oh. for any mechanics that ask for Stasis damage, but not for Stasis ability damage. Okay. Also created Stasis VFX for all weapons types that Osmosis can appear on. More coming later. Elemental oh. Capacitor with a Stasis subclass grants uh, plus recoil direction and reduces ADS move speed penalty. Mm-hmm. Elemental capacitors, when you have like uh, it'll have like solar void and arc, and whatever one you have, it's like, oh, this one gives you fast reload, this one gives you blank, this one gives you blank. Now we know stasis on an elemental capacitor, uh, positive real recoil direction and reduces aiming down sights move speed penalties. Cool. When you have that equipped, osmosis I think involves using a um, damage type, and then that gun becomes that damage. Yeah, when you throw a grenade, the the gun mm-hmm. gets that damage. Yeah, we're getting we're, we're going to get a sneak peek at stasis weapons coming, boys, with osmosis on a weapon roll. Yeah, I think season fifteen is when they're supposed we're supposed to see um, legendary weapons and whatnot. And yes, uh, if if that microphone picked up anything, Palpatine is in the other room screaming, and I forgot to shut the door to the room I record in. I thought that was Venge. It, was it like, could have been Venge. It could have been Venge. <laughs> it very well could have been Venge. Like, what are you uh, doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, he sounds like I'm a baby really sometimes. I'm just really excited about osmosis, okay? <laughs> yes. I swear two-year-olds sound like they howl like demons some days. Like, Wah! it's like ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think these are good changes. I don't know about you, but I, I think they're both good changes, and I'm kind of excited to start seeing stasis um, damage appearing on stuff. I can't wait to see what the weapons are going to look like, the VFX for Osmosis mm-hmm. weapons. Or are, are the weapons all of a sudden get maybe some like crystals on them or something? Are they going to free? No, right? That'd be cool. If all of a sudden they ice up. <laughs> When you perk and when you rock osmosis, <laughs> that would be cool. Literally and figuratively. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> sorry, PvP crap. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to be freezing people with the guns. I, I think when we see the the damage type appearing on weapons, we're going to see more along the lines of it's used to break shields. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if. Uh, you know, it would help you like break through like crystals and stuff faster, though. That'd be neat. Mm, that would be cool. Literally. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Thank you uh, for laughing. All right. No distractions. That's another perk. Uh, because of an exotic change below, the sniper rifle flinch changes in Season of the Chosen. We wanted to make no distractions a more appealing option for combating flinch. Reduced trigger time from 1.5 seconds to 1 second and increased flinch reduction from 30 to 35%. Okay. Sure. Sure, why not? Because it seems like you have no distractions on a weapon, which is supposed to keep you from getting flinched out of your pants, and you're still getting flinched out of your pants. Yeah. 
So this could help. I'm telling you, just just aim at the toes. I don't know why people people, like stop going for the head. Go for the toes. Headshot. I'm gonna shoot somebody (laughs) in the dick, and that's what I'm gonna do. Headshot. Headshot right in the toes. Headshot. Rename a dick man's tail. Just I'm gonna be aiming at their crotch all the time. (laughs) Freaking hip fire grip. Right in the nuggets. All right. We also got celerity and bottomless grief. Now, they said they addressed these specifically in an earlier TWAB, but here are the buffs again. Note that we buffed the perks themselves, so these changes will apply to your existing drops of these weapons. These mm-hmm. being alternate perks on adept weapons can't be applied retroactively, though. Celerity. Now always grants plus 20 to handling and plus 20 to reload in addition to the triggered effect. Mm-hmm. Bottomless Grief. Now always grants plus 30 to magazine in addition to the triggered effect. Cool. Yeah, I, I will. I have uh, some bottomless grief weapons. I have a couple celerity weapons. I'm happily will pull them out of my vault and give them a run. See what I think. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, like people would get like celerity and bottomless grief, especially on like the add up weapons. It's like instant garbage. They would trash them immediately. Shard. I uh, I got a an adept swarm yesterday with uh, mm-hmm. bottomless grief on it. So. Might be fun. So what? It's gonna hit like what eighty bullets now then? Because it only has like fifty, right? On the swarm. Well, it's it, it's it's plus thirty to the magazine stat. That doesn't say plus thirty rounds of ammo going to it. Ah, okay, okay. So plus thirty to the magazine stat will bump up the magazine, but it doesn't. It's not a flat thirty bullets going into it. It's yeah, strange. It's math. And lastly, thresh. This change is already live and not a buff so much as a bug fix. Thresh was unintentionally only worked in PvP for certain weapons and beyond light. But Thresh has worked for all weapon types in PvP since the season of the Chosen launch. So, yeah, Thresh is live and you can use it in PvP and get your supers back much, much faster. More supers in the Crucible. Because that's what we need. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Mods. Adept mag. Adept targeting. Same reasoning as the Iron Banner perks. We were cautious initially, but I think it's fine to reduce the penalties for these perks, having seen them in action. <clears throat> reduce secondary stat penalty from tw- minus 20 to minus 15. Fixed adept mag, not granting reserves when applied to a sword. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I like adept targeting having a, you know, being 5% better on that. Yeah, that's what know. I have. Yeah, I got adept targeting. <laughs> and our, our good our good friend Bam, who likes to run stuff with us, is now vomiting in his mouth at the thought of adept targeting and yelling at uh, whatever device he's listening to on this as uh, calling us aimbots, basically, for adept targeting. <laughs> If I ever see him in the Crucible, I'm going to bag him. Oh, I know that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be like, guess what I'm using? That's right. <laughs> and, you're, and the funny thing is, then you could just jump into a chat with him and yell at him directly at the same time, too. <laughs> <laughs> I find I've, I can't wait to see that happen. It's going to be funny. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Add up counterbalance. 
I said, this didn't feel like enough of an upgrade over the standard counterbalance stock to be worthwhile. So their increased recoil direction benefit to adapt counterbalance. Okay. Okay. It's an adapt mod. It really should have a little bit of a higher feel to it than a regular counterbalance mod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exotics. They mentioned two exotics here. Uh, Mita Multitool. I, I like this. We've seen many requests to switch this from Outlaw to something more useful. And one thing we observed is Mita losing fights to weapons that cause more flinch. So here we go. Change the Catalyst perk from Outlaw to no distractions. Okay. Mita has a he- of an insanely fast reload speed already. Yeah. Outlaw is redundant on it. But now this thing, which sounds like a stapler being fired, no distractions. I think that's a good change on an exotic catalyst, which I will never get because it drops in comp. Legend comp. Yeah. Not just legend. That has the highest chance for it to drop. It can drop, I think, starting at Fabled. Oh, really? At a very low chance. But once you get into Legend and even like max all that out, then you really have a higher chance of getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hawkmoon. Increased priority of paracausal charge and paracausal shot buff text. This was sometimes dropping off at the bottom of the list. Okay, so you just wouldn't see <clears> that it was charged up or it was ready to be fired, I guess. Oh, sure. I mean, most of us were listening for the bird scream sound effect, which was awesome. To let us know. Let's see the future. And they say sometime in further into season 14, we expect to touch the following. Oh, God. All shotguns. <clears throat> oh, we boy. don't expect this. We don't expect the change to the two dominant shotguns, replacing quick draw with surplus and nerfing quick draw to really move the needle on shotgun uses overall in PvP. We agree with some of the comments that weapon usage is not only dependent on tuning, but that the map design is also a factor. However, we want more weapons to be viable on all maps, and we can achieve this through tuning, giving other special weapons room to excel. Specifics coming later. So something's going to happen with all shotguns in the future of Season 14. Don't remember I said they were going to touch on Dead Man's Tale? Oh, no. Dead Man's Tale. With the no. upcoming nerf to 120 hand cannon range, we expect to see a surge in Dead Man's Tale usage, which is already high. We had enough moving pieces in Season 14 that we didn't want to try to squeeze this in at the same time, but we have a change ready to go that reigns in its ability to challenge sniper rifles, 120 hand cannons, and scout rifles while in hip fire without distracting from the fantasy of the weapon. Oh yeah, there's something's happening to the hip fire, <laughs> the precision or damage it does when it's in hip fire mode. Something is going to change on Dead Man's Tail. So live it up now until that happens because it's not going to go live immediately with season 14. Oh no. Well, oh, yeah. It's like they want scout rifles to be more viable and then mm-hmm. they, re- they just get rid of it. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I admit, when what was it back in season of arrivals, when they said they were just increasing the um, precision cone on scout rifles instead of bumping the damage, I was mad because I like using scout rifles. I'm like, what the fuck? 
you know, they need more damage. And I said, but I did say I'd give it a shot and see what works. And now I find myself using scout rifles all the time. And that was before Dead Man's Tale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because surprisingly, that increase to the cone for me to land a precision shot makes up for it not having as much damage on a body shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I trust they're going to do the right thing for, you know, shot. Well, well definitely for dead man's tale. They're not going to nerf it into ash. I mean, it's too fun. And I, I'm glad they took a chance with a weapon like that. Really, like, it truly. Feels like I'm, it feels like I'm playing red dead and destiny. And it's so yeah. much fun. <laughs> I, I still, I, I want an ornament set that makes hunters actually look like cowboys. I really do. So I can run around with dead man's tail and like a 120 hand cannon in my energy slot. Seriously. Uh, yeah. The thrust, the trust. I, 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 I uh, it's so it's such a good weapon. Lastly, the for the, so Oh, the catalyst makes it obscene. It's just, it, it becomes so, it becomes so second nature once you have the catalyst to just hip fire that thing all the time. I find myself hip firing regular scout rifles almost constantly now because of it. And then going, <laughs> Oh shit, I have to look down sights. Yeah. But it's, it's oh, it's such a brilliant weapon. And I'm glad it's in the game. Lastly, though, in the future section, fusion rifles, they say, as with some of our other changes, we don't want to bump these too much too fast. So we will follow up as needed. So basically, after whatever little they touched on with the damage fall off, they're going to see if that helps fusion mm -hmm. rifle usage. And if it doesn't give them what they're hoping, maybe they'll kick up the damage a little bit or change some other things on it. Maybe increase magazine size. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I don't know what their, you know, fixed philosophy totally is, even though it was listed yeah. up top, but I'm not going to go through that. But there you go. Overall, what do you think? These are the balance changes coming next season. Are you happy? Are you upset? I feel they're pretty damn good, to be honest. I think I'm, I'm just pretty wondering what's going to happen to to Phil Winter's lie. That's really the only dominant shotgun there is. <laughs> no, so. Astral Horizons, the other one. Mm. Yeah, but more. But Phil Winter's lie is more. You can still get it way easier than Astro. So get how do you get it? Don't I think it's need, just don't you, don't you have to get those if because the quest isn't available anymore. Don't you have to use those um, spoils of conquest to buy it? Yeah, but they're farmable. I mean, just in no, the first section oh, no, of no, it. No, 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 you don't. No, no, you don't need spoils of conquest. You, you just pay like glimmer and all this other crap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One well, day, like, very, shop package will be. Accessible. Will be oh no 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 shot package is fine where it's at. Bungie ruined shot package back in Destiny One when they were trying to fix Fell Winter Slide the first time. If you can recall D one Fell Winter's Lie with shot package on it, that thing actually was a sniper rifle. It could hit you from the other side of a map. You might think I'm I'm being hyperbolic here, but that fucking thing had so much range on it, it wasn't funny. Mm -hmm. This new shot package is decent where it's at. I don't think shot package is necessarily the problem with it. The problem with Fell Winters and stuff like Astral Horizon was quick draw. Mm -hmm. And Surplus may or may not do it. 
I mean, you have to have all your abilities. That's the trade-off on surplus. You have to have all your abilities on ready to go to get the full benefits of it. But if you blow through your class ability, your grenade, and your melee ability, you're now not drawing as fast. Yeah. So there's a trade-off. Uh, I don't. I have no idea what shotguns are going to be like in PvP starting with season fourteen. We're going to find out. I definitely agree with them that most people are still going to be using shotguns, especially Fell Winters and Astral Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Though I would not going to go away. I've started seeing more people using Retro Futurist as well, and that kind of makes me happy because it's a different type of a shotgun. It's not like you know basically the meta weapons right now mm-hmm. with the two that um, we mentioned earlier. Though if I really wanted to be a dick, I still have my mind benders sitting in my vault. I still have one too, yeah. Yeah, let's just take that mine. into the yeah, just take that in the crucible and just start killing people with that shit. Because that thing's bad news for everybody that's on the receiving end of it. Yeah. I still use Luna's hell. Yeah, <laughs> not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regular PvP. I mean, you can take those. And stuff they in still, when they still hit like a truck, and and when they kill me, I get bagged, and I never felt so happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, is is it because you felt you never felt as happy because you like getting killed by those weapons, or you like actually having nuts hitting your head when you're dead? I like hitting like if it's like smooth nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord i know the feeling of smooth nuts i have them. Oh, just the one god but it's, it's it's all right <laughs> well we are a little past the hour on the podcast well yeah he he just like snuck that sorry. in there sorry. no no you're not sorry i know you you're not sorry you're definitely not sorry uh, we talked about vogue may 22nd world's first raid race Talk about the buffs and the perks. Went over all that stuff for you guys. And actually, you folks. And the last thing we'll just really quickly talk about. So, Venge and I have been playing a game called Returnal now for a while. Over this past weekend. It just came out on Friday. And it's it's excellent. The game is flat out amazing. And that's very, like very the good. most over the tip top of the brain thought of this game but trying to adequately describe how good this game is because it is a roguelike third person shooter Mm -hmm. science fiction horror combination with a very surreal story mixed into it and Mm -hmm. when i say roguelike you should be very well aware when you die you start back over at the very beginning but this Mm -hmm. is tied into the actual story progression and you lose everything except some things that you can unlock permanently mm-hmm. to help you out, typically after defeating a boss or unlocking perks on weapons fully. The more you use a weapon, the faster the perk will build up, and then when it hits 100%, it unlocks as a, something that could permanently drop on that weapon type moving forward. Yep. Music is creepy. The 3D sound, if you're playing it with headphones, is just unbelievable. All the noises, subtle really, noises, really whispers, good. hissing, alien sounds. It's just crazy. Looking at the animation of the creatures themselves is just unreal. It is a bullet hell shooter, too. Mm-hmm. 
but you can dodge. You can fly around the map, and as you're getting more and more abilities, there's different ways to soak things. Like uh, there's a item that can actually set up a field around you that all oncoming shots get converted into the currency that you can use at replicators to purchase new artifacts, which boost your abilities or healing items and stuff like that. Just as mm-hmm. an example, I made it into the third area. Yes. I think Vengeance in the third area too. I have finally reached it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty wild. I'm having so much fun with this game. And I know if you're somebody that sits there and goes, Oh my God, it's going to be too difficult. It it is hard at points, but I've been playing relatively defensively for a majority of this game and finding success. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the success is based on you know the level layout. Sometimes it's based on the random items and whatnot I'm picking up. But there's plenty of cover, typically. Or if you're in an open space, you have more room to run and get away from things. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend this game. It, this is easily one of the probably best games I've played this entire year, and we're only at the beginning of May as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add? Um, I mean, your points are all really how I feel about a lot of it. I really like what they did with the uh, the the controller and the haptics. Oh yes, and like. The, the half trigger pull when you aim down sight and then the full trigger pull to aim down sight is like a different way of firing the gun. Mm-hmm. It, we, and we, we, we need to stress kind of that we, we need to stress that the half trigger is just ADS. The full trigger primes the secondary fire mode. The alt fire, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like when it's raining you legitimately feel that on the controller. Like you feel little, little like dots all over the place as it's raining and stuff like that. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. It's a different experience. And I hope to see more games like this, but not too many. Not, I'm not saying roguelikes. I'm talking about like Returnal itself in the future. Mm-hmm. Cause this is kind of special. But it really has made me excited to see what Housemark, the devs that made this for Sony, are going to do next. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. If this is their, this is the hey, we're doing this on Sony as a console exclusive. Yeah, it's a PS5 exclusive, folks. But it's this freaking good. I can't wait to see what they're going to have cooking next because mm-hmm. they've made me a fan with this game. Awesome yeah. game. Awesome game. Very, very good. And I'm glad that I I'm glad that I looked into it enough to get excited and then tried not to look at anything else so that I could enjoy everything as it came out. <laughs> oh yeah. As I oh, would yeah. come across it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a really good game. Definitely. And the bosses are neat. Out of the mm-hmm. two I've encountered so far, they're both really cool. Really interesting. And I, I do like that, you know, each boss has like three phases that we've encountered so far the initial phase kind of gets you a little used to their basic attacks phase Mm -hmm. two adds something phase three adds one more thing and then turns up the speed and difficulty on everything yeah you know it's pretty awesome pretty awesome stuff 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to advancing further. Oh, I'll be back there. Six biomes, I think, like six different places to go. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I came across now. Um, I'm sure you've seen the red barriers, the ones that you could take down with your sword. Mm -hmm. I've now encountered gold barriers that you can't take down. That you can't take down. So I don't know yeah. what I'm missing now to help break through it. And that's kind of the neat thing. Because at the beginning of the game, I was running around in the first biome, and you could see like these little points of orange light mm -hmm. coming from like these things attached to a high cliff. And I'm sitting there going, it's got to be a grappling hook. It's got to be a grappling hook point. <laughs> Lo and behold, it's a grappling hook point. And once you finally beat the second boss, you get access to that tool, which is a permanent unlock moving forward. So even if you die, you still have the ability to use it. And now it's opened up even more sections in the first area. So it mm -hmm. actually adds to, instead of just racing to the next area, because you can now move through it very quickly. Mm -hmm. After you defeat a boss, you don't you do not have to fight the boss again to move forward because the move the, the point to move forward is not behind a boss in this game. It's typically somewhere else that you have mm -hmm. to unlock. But you get the item from the boss that's permanent for you, and then you move forward. So you have a choice. Do you race ahead to that new area and kind of push forward as best as you can, or do you actually go around your earlier areas and Level up. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful balancing act. But there is it no is. safe state. If you quit, it's like dying. You start mm -hmm. over. But I think Housemark might be changing that a little bit in the future. Oh. But we'll we'll see how that goes. But we've we've put on a long uh, broadcast here. It's well over an hour at this point. Probably an hour and twenty minutes. I'm thinking close mm -hmm. to it. And I think that's good. Yeah. Next week is the start of... Well, next week actually will be the Guardian Games closing ceremonies. Yep. Yeah. So there might be something in there you know, that happens over the weekend. And we'll try to figure something else out if there's any more information because I'm pretty sure next week, next TWAB, we will also get the preview for season 14, as well as the unveiling of the name and a little bit better idea of what kind of challenges we're facing, what kind of story elements going to be there, uh, how they're going to make the crow even cooler than he already is or any of the crow weebs out there. I am one of them. I think crow's a great character and we'll cover all that. Plus anything else, you know, we'll figure something out in the meantime, yeah. if you do like this, nonsense that we put on weekly go to anchor.fm slash hg dash podcast that is our official podcast site but there is our link tree that you can um click on and follow us on our socials also if you want use twitter go to at podcast underscore hidden and that will take you directly to the hidden guardian podcast official twitter account Pinned comment is our link tree information as well, so you can get all of our stuff there too. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be talking to a listener of ours on the socials who is a moderator for a streamer that I like. I mentioned Crip Buff earlier. Uh, 
thank you rogue for reaching out and chatting with me and all that. And I appreciate our conversations and feedback. It's great. It's very cool. Yeah. I love it. But even if you don't give us feedback and stuff, the fact that I actually can see in our uh, weekly anchor uh, statistics and stuff that we have listeners, we appreciate every single one of you putting up with us every week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think Bacon's still like, you know, robbing trains and stuff right now. Hence why he's quiet. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. He's trying not to get emotional. He's he's crying, but he's crying on the inside because what did he say last week, man? Don't cry. I'm a grown ass man, dude. (laughs) Got to cry. Got to hear with that shit. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. That's terrible. He says that he says that as he wipes a tear away from his eye, you know. <laughs> Giant baby. All right. Yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That's good enough for this one. Thank you very much for listening. We will catch you on the next time. Take care. Be well. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye. <laughs>